Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your kind and gentle GM, woo-woo, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. If I didn't tell you guys earlier, I deadlifted 200 pounds. Nice. nice. I mean, it was on a hex bar, but still. That's still 200 pounds. More than once. Stace Babcock. I lifted 200 pounds and then I died, which is like <laughs> kind of the same thing. I'm just happy my butthole's intact, honestly. I'm happy for you. <laughs> We're all relieved. And Samson Davis. I had light deadlifts today, and I had to do 50 of them, and I hated it. That sounds like hell. You know what I don't hate, though? Die Hard Dice. Give yourself a high five. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Die Hard Dice. They are online purveyor of beautiful polyhedral dice for TTRPG applications and other stuff if it comes up. I don't know what you do. But they have so many beautiful sets. They come in metal and acrylic and really just those two materials at the moment. But they're all gorgeous. So hop online, find a set that speaks to you, the one that you would kill somebody for. Don't actually kill somebody, but that you would think about it, like find that design. And when you do find that design, use our code EXPLORERSWANTED at checkout. You get 10% off your order. You're helping to support the podcast and you're getting a high quality product for a little bit cheaper. It's a win-win, so go do that. Die Hard Dice, Explorers Wanted, and tell your friends about it. And also the podcast, I guess. <laughs> yes, please do. So, who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Samson. So last time, the guards had found Ezri, so Ilsen tried to do something with it. It helped. Yeah, she appeared on the balcony way and called out to Ezri, trying not to say her name, but Basically trying to make the situation that Ezri was here to stop whoever Ilsen was being, and Ilsen was actually the true villain. That gave her a moment to do her own thing, so each of us made our own escape. Ilsen out the window, Mags out the window in a different way. And Ezri threw the guards and out the garden gate. Yep. Mm-hmm. We all made our escape. We did find the ledger. Magpie got that. And we escaped the surface city and rendezvous a couple tiers down from the Enclave in a pre-agreed-upon location. We looked through the ledger a little bit. It is encrypted. Ilsen now knows about a third of it. She has memorized it. So we have that information. We are on Tier 4. Now we're on to Tier 6 at the drop-off location, the Briskers Warehouse. But Odalai was not there, so we have entered into the Briskers Warehouse, and we're just going to chill out, play some cards until Odalai shows up, and we can hand this bad boy off. Oh, also Magpie mm-hmm. saw something shiny. It's probably nothing, just a little diamond thing on a nearby table. Paper casual stuff. It's probably fine. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys are hanging out there, and Magpie, you just saw that one item that Singlet told you about being moved around the warehouse. Ezra's just chilling in a chair, and however long this takes is however many recovery rolls she's going to take. What would the stealth check be if for stealing? No, no. So the first thing you'd have to do is get out of this office where you have the huge guard hanging out with you, huge brisker. And then you would have to try to find that item and sneak out there. So it's probably a multi-step process, assuming you want to try to do it now. I think she at least wants the case, the joint, you know? I mean, yeah. Can't she hide things in Well, she could hide it. Yeah, there are many secret pockets in the human body. It's a little big for that. A raccoon can fit up there. Anyway, she's going to walk towards the door and try and leave. The guard says, uh, you need to wait here till Odalai gets here. I need to take a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, listeners, this is the campaign of that. Okay. He wanders over the door, opens it, motions to another brisker. Maggie, can you escort her to the bathroom? And Maggie, who's about 5'9", short auburn hair looks up and says yeah right this way she's going and she's just gonna see if she can see the diamond on the way there you see it go off down one of the corridors as these two other briskers were carrying it what's that way she points down that corridor just storage so you have a lot of warehouses here we have a few do you guys have like any ambient sound (laughs) built in your bathrooms i just have a really shy sphincter not much I can do about that. Critter in there likes to make noises when it gets excited. I mean, if you could just sing a song or so. No, I'll tell you what, I'll wait here outside the door for you. Do you have like a little scented candle or something? 
No. You really run a bare-bones operation, don't you? You stick to the job. And only the job? Should I be? Doing anything else but the job? I mean, side hustle's real. I make my way. Fair. And she goes into the bathroom. Okay. She's going to pull a snack out of her coat. Okay. So you go into the bathroom, snap out of your coat. It's a relatively small bathroom. It's clearly designed for only, like, one person at a time. Just going to see if she has any snacks in her other pockets. Any snacks in her other pockets? For what? Throw in the turlet. Oh. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could have, I don't know, some jerky or something like that. Just going to start throwing small pieces of jerky into the turlet. It starts making this high-pitched squee. You know how, like, in Dark City, when you killed the bad guys, like, this, like, weird squid thing would come out of their head and make this little shriek? That's what it sounds like, except happy. Aw, happy. Man, I need to rewatch Dark City. Once she finishes throwing the jerky into the turlet, she's going to wash her hands and leave. Okay, you step out the door, and Maggie's waiting for you. It really does enjoy eating. Yeah, it does. On bad days, though, it gets a little irritating. I could imagine just that after your straight meat. One day we had a barbecue nearby. Didn't go so well. So everybody here got sick. And I swear for a week that thing's happy sound was ringing in my ear. See, this is one of the perks you do not engage in in a workplace. Never trust other people's cooking. You don't know where they put their hands. Yeah, well, pretty sure we know where Odalai puts his hands. He was the chef. She's peacefully opening in communication. She's just trying to make friends. She's happily chatting with you as she's leading you back towards the office. Just establishing a friendship. It's fine. Don't worry. Okay. What'd you say your name was? They call me Magpie. And you? Maggie. Magpie, isn't that the name of that weird animal? I know. I just fell in love with the idea of sharing a name with it. Yeah? Well, do you also lure people away from the city into their deaths? On a bad day. Nice. I like it. It's funnier if you take the stairs. Now, that's something I don't do, except when I really have to. I did hear there was an accident on the stairs recently. Yep. Some idiot doesn't know what they're doing. Something happens every year. (laughs) That's what they're saying as they open the door to the office and come back in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. You guys, this bathroom is really great. Is it? Well, it's happy to be here, at least. Good. I would think that's just the bare minimum. I don't think you can make a bathroom be happy, Ilson. Uh, what are you talking about? With the right diet, it could be very happy. What if it's a depressed bathroom? I, well, then the diet's probably wrong. You're probably feeding it too much, or rather, you are eating too much uh, meat, not enough fiber. Maggie does say, right before she leaves, like, they do prefer it a little bit more solid. I, yeah, I imagine. Something to chew on. Or whatever they do instead of chew. Well, squiggle the little tentacles through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of cute. She opens the door to step out and she says, like, nice to meet you, Magpie. And she shuts the door and walks off. Did we get a deck of cards when we got into the office? Yes. All right. Hey, you want to us to uh, deal you in? Ilsen talking to the guard who's watching over us. Nah, that's okay. All right. I don't like gambling. Uh, we're not gambling. We're just passing the time. And Ilsen's just passing out uh, like whatever this version of like hearts is okay it's like no that's okay i'm i'm fine ilsen is fully prepared to just hang out and play cards until odalai gets here okay so it takes about two hours before odalai wanders in through the cut holes in this office you can see him coming in the warehouse door somebody leaning over to him whispering in his ear he turns and looks at the office and gives sort of an exasperated sigh and then wanders down and comes in and he says well you're back here so i'm assuming that means that the job is done yes it is and with odalai in the room ilsen will pull out the ledger and put it on the table he reaches over and just flicks it open just long enough to see is this what he's expecting or not good good and esri i see you came to your senses about the job Need money yeah that's what i thought all right well uh, here you go and he goes over to the guard the guard hands him three pouches of 50 shins each which he gives to each of you thank you very much yeah have a good night and uh we'll keep you in mind for future work sounds good you have a good night as well all right he takes the ledger and leaves the office and starts walking back somewhere farther back into the warehouse and you are led out by the guard that i'm just going to call dave batista going forward <laughs>
<laughs> there. Good old Dave Batista. Well, roundabout path back to the... Maybe split up and meet back at the Enclave. Actually, Ilsen is going to go to her own place, but... Oh, that's right. What about Magpie? I think she's going to find a place to hide and just, like, observe their shift changes and schedules. Mm. So you're going to look like you're going away, but you're just setting up a stakeout point. Yes, we're casing the joint for our second heist. Okay. So, Ezri, you're heading back to the Enclave. You get there and Tivu comes up and says, So, just for a little while, I'm going to need you to be very explicit with me when you're going. Because I cannot keep worrying like this. Sorry, Tibu. I can make it up to you, maybe. How? Ezri pulls out the bag of 50 shins and holds it out. She takes it, opens the pouch, looks at it. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? No. What the hell did you have to do? No, you know what? I don't want to know. Probably best that way. Did you get made? Cops on my face. <clears throat> um, you weren't wearing your mask? Oh, wait, no. Cop was wearing... No, she always wears her mask. Yeah. She's got the one red eye. Mm-hmm. It's just the way he looked at her, stuck with her. Got an odd look from a cop on the way out. Were you wearing your high-quality mask? Yeah, I think she would have. So the cop saw you in the cop mask? Yes, which is not my normal distinctive mask, so I feel like that's better. We can hope. <laughs> yeah, probably better. Switch back. You just don't want them to connect the badge number on it with that guy that we saw. You're right. All right. I need to rest, and you make sure we're good on food before we buy anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I'll make sure. I think we'll be good. I can send out Geith to get some groceries, get some food first, and then some of the people's clothing and sheets are getting a little ratty. We could send out Yasmin to try to pick something up to help with that. Yeah, whatever uh, whatever we need. How, how is everyone doing? Um, still a little freaked from your long absence. Yeah, I- I'll stop doing that. Okay, good. Uh, Yasmin was really scared. She she was crying the whole night before you got back. All right, I'll uh I'll see her first and apologize to the rest of the morning. All right, and Tivu goes off. So Ezreal, do that. Okay, so you go over to Yasmin's. It's not really a room. You guys just sort of had like if you're not like all lounging together, you're in your bed. And since this is nighttime, she's probably laying in bed. She's not asleep yet. And as you kind of, you know, come around the curtain, she's like, oh, Ezra, you're back. Yes, and I'm well, and I'm sorry for scaring you, Yasmin. She gets quiet. Thanks. I just, when you weren't here, I was just thinking about what it would be like to end up back at the workhouse again, or worse. I think about that all the time, too. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it happens. Um, I'm just glad you're back. I, I, it's always easier for me to sleep when you're home. Well, then, you better get some rest. I'm going to, too, and I'll see you in the morning. Okay. She settles in. And so does Esri in her bed. It's been quite a few days for you, Esri. So as you're finally laying in your bed again, you know, resting, you're starting to feel yourself drift off. And then something that's started to happen so often, it's it's almost become habit and associated with sleep now, as you hear quiet murmurings from Yasmin's bed beyond the curtain. They're coming for you. They're gonna dig and dig until they find you. And then you fall asleep. Ilsen. So yeah, Ilsen's going back to her little safe house. Once she gets there and is confident that she is as secure as she can make herself, she's gonna put her back to a wall, just kind of sink to the ground and just kind of have a little cry to herself as like... Mm -hmm the job is ostensibly over and she can just feel like the weight of it. Mm-hmm. After that, once she's kind of gotten it all out of her system, she is going to kind of look up and stare at the uh, burning fern that's sitting on the other wall. She still doesn't quite decide what to do with. Yeah. And I think after a while, she kind of acknowledges for the first time that this particular heist was not planned. It was not thought out. I think she first encountered the burning fern as an artwork when she was like going through the museum on her own just seeing what was there and that she kind of had like a visceral reaction to it Mm -hmm. and so responded by stealing it the thing now she's acknowledging that she was not like emotionally secure when she was stealing this art piece right right so she kind of comes to that realization and then goes to sleep okay magpie yes so give me a stealth roll as you watch this warehouse 
it'll be a 15 stealth. So 12 worth of snacking. Mm-hmm. 16. Okay. You're in a pretty well-hidden spot. The briskers, they don't really have lack security or anything like that, but it's clear that the security that's there is basically to deal with, like, one-off interlopers who should know better. But the rest of the security really comes from their reputation because they really control tiers six through eight, particularly on tier six where this warehouse is like nothing happens on this tier without them having a hand in it or a cut of it or anything like that. So it's not like it's super difficult. They definitely have a regular guarding process, but it's not like as heavy as it could be because they know nobody is going to fuck with them because the briskers are, you know, players in the criminal underworld, literal underworld of the Warrens. And there's only a few, like, groups that are players, and then everybody else is sort of like little gutter gangs or independents like you. A uh, quick question, Dan. You said the briskers are in, like, full control of tier 6, 7, and 8, or they're just the major player or one of the major factions? For tier 6, they control everything on that tier. For tier 7 and 8, they have heavy presence and influence, but they don't necessarily have complete control of everything that's happening there. Gotcha. I think like, her plan is just to really scope it out and see if she can identify any weaknesses for entry. Okay, give me some sort of intellect-based role for this observation. Would lore count? No, because you're casing out something new. But I will give you an asset because you had scoped out a little bit of the inside. So as you're, if you're trying to draw reference points from the outside. So I think that'd be a 12. 17. Okay. There are definitely spots where the guards, like the guards tend to focus their guarding by the known like doors or windows or things like that, which means that you know that one big weakness is, is that you could also just walk through a wall down there and be inside. And most guard activity is going to be focused on around the doors. I think she's going to take a mental note of it, but she's going to like head back to where she stays because like. It's super suspicious to rob a place that you were in the same day, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Especially when you suddenly had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So maybe wait a day or two. Yeah, it's fair. Okay. Maybe get more money out of them. Okay. I mean, remember that singlets seem to be in a little, have a little bit of urgency. Fuck. I mean, how much urgency I Like, what? I don't think it's necessarily a date or anything like that that he needs to buy. I, the real concern is if the briskers offload it somewhere if they fence it somewhere else okay going off what she sees right now how much difficulty would she have infiltrating right now just a spice of that spice so getting in like picking out the place to go through the wall like the best place to do that i think your observation would have given it to the real test is going to be stealthing around the warehouse so that nobody notices that you're in there. Because even if there aren't, like, guard activities, there are other briskers doing stuff in there. So you would have to sneak around, get to the object, and then get out. So, like, a 10. Real? 10? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it just just depends. If you, like, fail a stealth roll and make a noise, that's going to make it much more difficult to get out or something like that. We're going to give it a go. Okay. I mean, we got one paycheck out of them. It's fine. Give me a stealth roll to approach the building and avoid the guards. You'll have an asset from the fact that you've been watching their guarding cycle. So the asset makes it a 12. Your sneaking makes it a 9. 12. This is going to go great. Okay. You have reached the area on the side of the building that you think is a good place to go through. It's going to like look around and go through. You phase through this wall. It takes about 18 seconds. That's a thick wall. Does she recognize where she is in the building? You are somewhere near the back storage area of the warehouse. You're not exactly sure if you're in the same section where the shelves that you saw were. You're not sure if it's like completely laid out this way or if it's in any way kind of strangely organized. If she looks up, is there any ventilation she could climb into that's going that way? Like a air shaft? The ceilings are pretty high. So you would have to climb the wall to try to get up there or try to climb the shelves to get up there. But does she see it? There's not really ventilation. Mm. Sort of slats that are cut on the sides of the roof to kind of let air pass through, but there aren't, there isn't any like ventilation system or anything like that. That's a little much for the Warrens. Okay, then she's going to sneak down the hallway towards the storage. Okay. 
So this will be a 15 stealth. With your training, it'll be a 12. 18. I am the knight. You slip farther down, deeper into the warehouse. Roll me a perception roll of nine. Do not have any bonuses to it. 19. Okay. You hear a couple briskers walking down the corridor in your direction, chatting with each other. She got to hide. Okay. Where do you want to hide? You're in between shelves in here. In a shelf? In a shelf. Okay. And Magpie is about five foot six, if I recall. Yes. Very average. Yeah. That's what average people are hiding, right? Yeah. Yeah. So first thing we have to establish is, is there room inside the shelf for you to hide? Evens or odds? Even? Sam's the roll die. Tell me if you get even or odd. Uh, even. Okay. There is a spot that you think you might be able to squeeze into. It's like three shelves up, so you'd have to climb a little bit to get up there. Doing it. And I want to use my, like, minor effect to have an acid in hiding. Okay, good, because that's what was coming next. This would be an 18. You've got the asset in hiding. That makes it a 15. You've got your training in sneaking. That makes it a 12. And the reason why this was more difficult to start is the thing that you're trying to avoid while you're sneaking up is nobody noticing the motion, and two, not knocking anything off the other shelves. Well, I got a 13, so... Okay, you have nestled up into the shelf as you watch these two briskers walk by. They do not notice you at all. They walk past, and one of them says to the other, like, I don't know what the guy's thing is with dolls. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is what happens when you let your guard down. As soon as they pass, then she thinks it's safe. She's going to get out and keep going. Okay, give me a nine stealth roll. Seventeen. Okay, you manage to get down, and you start walking in the direction they were. You do see this object that you're looking for here on a shelf. It's sitting there, and it is occasionally glowing a slight maroonish purple. Just going to check for traps. We've learned. Okay. We've learned. <laughs> yeah. So give me some sort of roll for that, and it is going to be a 15. I feel like lore would apply here because my lore of stealing things. Nope. That's mean. What about my tools? Do they help? For looking for traps? No. Is this intellect? Intellect. How much intellect do I have? I got to make sure I don't intellect out. Missing a little effort, so that brings it down to 12. I got a 13. Just me. Okay. There is a trap here. Nothing nearly as sophisticated as what you've seen before, but there is definitely something that it's definitely triggered to release something from. It looks like a little compressed air container if it's like lifted off this incorrectly. Oh, we're doing the Indiana Jones thing? So if you wanted, you could try to, now that you've identified it, you could try to use your tools to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like safely unlatch this. Okay. So the tools will help. So that will make it a 12 to start. I'm using a level of effort. Okay. Okay, I got a 16. Okay. Don't worry, I'm, I'm doing this theft real good right now. Okay, so you get this latch undone safely, and you now have the item in your hand. She's going to hide it. Okay. Just put it in a bag or something? Because I cannot hide it in my person at the moment, yes. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to find the... Was that what you were looking forward to? Yes. I wanted to just, like, stick it in her spleen or something. What, isn't this, like, fairly large diamond? Like, toaster size? That's what I was imagining. Yeah. Okay, liver. Same difference. You can't put stuff in the liver. It's solid. There's nothing there to, like, there's no empty space. You can wrap it around yeah. it. A paper yeah. bag. A gross, thick paper yeah. bag. And her squiggly splooch. What about that? Any hoozle-doozle. So you have the item. She's going to try and find the quickest way out and just leave. Okay, give me a stealth roll of 15. 12 with the snake in. I'm going to re-roll that. <laughs> we've, we've gotten too far. What was it? It was a 10. But, like, we've gotten too far into this heist to search it now. <laughs> Unless mm-hmm. it would be funny. The look on... Of course it'd be funny. The look on Samson's face of yes but no. I got a 19. So the yes but no... <laughs> Okay. You sneak successfully over to a section of the wall that you think would be a safe enough area to exit. It's not near a door. It's just exterior facing. She's exiting. Okay. What would you propose as a minor effect? A free level of stealth when she's trying to next roll on. 
Okay. So I think because of where you're coming out. Some boxes are in front of it or something. Like leaned up against the building. Yeah, yeah. You come out and you've got a really good, like, secure position to go there. Nice. With that asset, it becomes a six. Your training makes it a three. Nice. Not 20. We heisted. You're definitely going to slip away and be free of the briskers, you know, any of their security. What would you propose as a major effect? Steal the rest of the warehouse. (laughs) Okay. So here we are. I'm going to need some ideas because the only thing my mind is shouting is that we leave a clue that it wasn't her, but it was that one guy who she's had that little fun little banter with. I forget. Maggie? No, not Maggie. Maggie's a sweet bean. Ferdinand? Yes. Part of me wants that to be a major effect, but I feel like there's a better one that she could ask for. Uh, You could steal other objects from the warehouse, find a good artifact or cipher or something. If I have any more ciphers, I'm going to get sick. Well... Leave me low one not artifact. Not that fast. Leave me low one artifact. Ezra doesn't have any ciphers, for the record. Oh. That matters to anyone. Neither does Ilsen. Give her a cipher. Leave me low. You should have a cipher spot, though, because you used your locator dart. Did I? Yeah, on the pale no, man. No, we decided against it. Yeah, I don't think we used the locator on the pale man. I do remember that, um... I think Magpie took a part of Dart. Yes, the other Dart, the Paralysis Dart. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So you do know that Ferdinand's calling card, when he feels like making a show of things, is a small origami spider he makes. So we're going to leave an origami spider giving the finger and steal a cipher for a major effect. You can either leave... Ferdinand's calling card, or you can get a cipher. I kind of want to help my buddies out. Like, as funny as that finger-flicking spider would be, I do want to give either Elson or Ezri a cipher. Okay. So you do find another cipher on your way out. Interesting. Roll 1d6. 3. You have a level 5 Catholicon. This is an injector. It cures any disease of the same level or lower. God damn. So here's a secondary question. What would the role be to break into Ilsen's house and leave us under her pillow? I don't know if you know where Ilsen's safe house is. She absolutely would not have shared that with anybody at this point. Could she break into the newspaper and leave it in Ilsen's desk? Yeah, you could try. We're doing that and there will be a note that says for the baby. (laughs) Okay. You head back up to the third tier and you go to the Corpus Caller offices. There's nobody there. There's no guards or anything like that. So uh, I don't think you even need to roll to phase through here because these are just like stores and stuff and offices. So there's not really anybody hanging out or anything like that. So you can go there. You can definitely, if you're snooping around, find Ilsen's desk and slip it in the desk. We're doing it and we're leaving that note that says for the baby. (laughs) <laughs> and then she's just going to, like, dip out of there and probably find, the, like, the drop point for the thing she was supposed to steal. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you go to one of Singlet's safe houses. You're not sure why you picked this one. There are several. And Singlet didn't tell you where to take it. You just feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. And you know you're in the right place because you feel that sense of dread sliding up your spine. And as you step inside, again at the desk, Singlet is there. He looks up at you through dark hair and says, Magpie, have you come to sing for me? It was easier than I thought. May I see the item? She whips it out. He holds out one of those long-fingered hands. I guess she's going to put the object in the hand. His fingers twitch almost spasmodically. As he closes on it, and he holds it up, looks at it, sticks out a tongue, and licks its edge, and says, Yes, good work, magpie. And he reaches down underneath the desk, pulls out a pouch, and tosses it to you. He catches it? You look inside. There's 60 shins. Oh, yeah. We're going to have so much money in this campaign. I don't know what we're going to use it for, but... I'll be in touch soon, Magpie. Something tells me I'll have lots of use for your talents. 
in the near future. Of course. And she leaves. It's allowed. And as you're walking towards the door, he holds up a hand and he says, Just one more thing, Magpie. And as you turn to look at him, you see his lips move, but you don't hear the words. You feel your muscles tightening and freezing up. And the next thing you know, you wake up at your hideaway, and it's the morning. Ilsen, good morning. Oh, good morning. Ilsen's going to start the day with two recovery rolls. <laughs> After, I, I don't know what, like some stretches, I guess. She is going to leave her safe house in her journalist overalls, mm-hmm. and she's just going to go to work. Okay. Are you going to the office, or are you going to interview anybody? What are you doing? She's going to be kind of lying low today, so she's just going to go to the office and start working on the first article about the heist at the Senatorial Museum. Okay. So you go there, you start writing. You notice that when you try to open up one of the drawers to pull out a pen, it kind of gets stuck on something inside the drawer. After spending a few seconds finagling it, she opens it up, and then just stony silence for like five seconds before she slips the cipher and the note into her bag and then just quietly curses <laughs> as she continues to write. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Esri, how about you? I think that Esri is going to lay low for a while. Mm-hmm. So she'll do some work around the enclave. Mm-hmm. Imagine there's always some hole to be patched up or... There is. And it's one of those things that there's definitely holes to be patched up. Sarkis is the one that is currently patching the hole. He's happy for your help, but this is one of his particular talents. So you're kind of like, you're almost in the way, but he's putting up with it. (laughs) Almost, but not quite. Just a little bit more helpful than unhelpful. Yeah. You're doing that. Magpie, you've woken up. It's the morning. You're in your hideout. Does she feel rested? Yeah, you feel rested. I think she's going to do what she does every day and utilize her familiarized skill to just kind of work on her like internal map of the area okay yeah that's a good downtime activity while she's writing her paper uh at some point she will have a need to look at other past stories about the finger if any exist Mm -hmm. so using my flex skill for the day investigation start looking for what uh, past stories about the finger exist or any information if there are any interviews that didn't make it into a story. Yeah, at least in terms of the Corpus Callers articles that you have access to, if you're looking through their archives. The first time that theft was directly attributed to the finger is about three years ago. And again, just like everything else that's been attributed to the finger, it's always like big hauls. And the same thing as always, no evidence found. Like, it's just, the stuff is just gone. Okay. Is there any detail, like a calling card or an MO that specifies these jobs as the fingers work? No, there are other well-known thieves that like leave little calling cards if they are getting particularly ambitious. Usually the ones that do that are the ones who end up dead sooner rather than later, Mm. unless they're exceptionally good. The finger doesn't leave a calling card like that, which is notable because somebody coined them the finger. As far as you can tell, there's never been any evidence to suggest that this thief in any way thinks of themselves as the finger. It's actually not clear the history if it came from the cops or if it came from one of the media groups that just sort of ran with it. It's not clear. Mm-hmm. I think uh, finding that, she'll find Moth stole and ask her, hey, Moth, yeah? where does the finger come from? Because I'm looking through uh, some past stories and it just kind of seems everyone agreed to just call this person the finger but there's no calling card, there's no consistent detail in any of these past heists. She twists the pep root that she's chewing in her mouth and then pulls it out for a moment. No idea. I heard a rumor that somebody at the Lathe Weekly coined it first, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised if that's not where it actually came from. The folks at the Lathe Weekly, they're in deep with the cops. They've got lots of access. So I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised, though, if whoever coined the name or is or attributed those thefts to the finger, it's maybe based off of something that is not publicly available information. Interesting. Okay. Whoever the finger is, they're good. I mean, he's never been caught. Oh, yeah. Be good. Um, 
So, quick question, Dan. Uh, what's the kind of relationship between Lathe Weekly and the Corpus Collar? It's sort of competition. Mm-hmm. The Lathe Weekly doesn't really pay any attention to the Corpus Collar because it's just too small. Sure. The Lathe Weekly is the paper of record for a Corpus. Mm-hmm. The Corpus Collar, as sort of an upstart, really wants to stick it to it and try to get scoops and things like that. It's they want to establish a name for themselves. That's particularly what Mopstall really cares about. That's the whole reason she started this paper. Okay. She wants to make a name for herself. She wants to push in for sort of like an independently not government embedded journalism source. Mm-hmm. But she's not above writing puff pieces just to get enough revenue to keep going. Sure, sure. So, uh, Lathe Weekly, if they don't hate the Corpus Caller, they just don't really care or don't take it seriously. Yeah, it's the it's sort of beneath their notice. Okay, good to know. Like, if you showed up and you were trying to get into a press meeting, if you identified yourself as from the Corpus Caller, the Lathe Weekly wouldn't give you the time of day. Yeah, okay, so ostensibly a citizen, civilian, as far as they are concerned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then Ilsen's going to go back to the archives and start picking out details from the finger story and just mm-hmm. get back to working on her article. Yeah, so while there is a lot of like wealthy items, you do notice that the there is a definite pattern of industrial thefts. Oh yeah, that's that's a good point. What are kind of like the big jobs that the finger has done? Like when people talk about the finger, they're like, oh, they always bring up this particular incident first or something like that. Things seem to get attributed to them very quickly if there's not any sign of forced entry, if everything's locked from inside. The Finger's biggest jobs, it's hard to tell what the monetary value is. The ones that are obviously like an art theft or stealing artifacts or ciphers, but that's something you have to kind of read in between the lines on because, as we've discussed, Corpus has this myth of pulling themselves up by their own bootstraps. Mm-hmm. So they don't like to publicly talk about the prior world technologies they use. It's all their industrial might. But you get the impression that there's that. And then there's a lot of stuff at the industrial level, which seems from reading between the lines as if it's a bigger concern to people. But there's no way it's the biggest payday of any of them. The Finger's done a lot of thefts at the surface city. But there have been other instances suggested from other tiers but not many because probably the corpus caller figured out that that didn't sell well talking about thefts and the warrants so of these heists of these various incidents you said that no clues no details left always a big job are a lot of them would they kind of fall under like locked door mysteries kind of things yeah yeah in most cases there are some cases where it was just like they don't understand how it happened where it's not necessarily about the locked door scenario, but there was impressive security. There was a weird report listed there about a year ago about some industrial secrets stolen and some guard claiming to see a figure in the rain, but there weren't any details. At one point, maybe like right after lunch, you'll send just kind of has an idea that she immediately throws away, but then kind of keeps coming back to her as like the day progresses. Because now I'm starting to think that I think the finger is magpie. What? Just a thought, because she remembers watching Magpie phase through a door, and she's like, oh, she can do that. Oh, Magpie could do a lot of these various jobs by just walking through security. You didn't see that. She opened the door. What are you talking about with her pants? No, man. (laughs) But that's just a thought for now, so she will just continue writing her article. Okay. Magpie, you've been re-familiarizing yourself with the area. And you hear a familiar whistle coming down the alley nearby you. And when you turn to look, you can see it's Ferdinand happily wandering down the alley. Magpie! I'm so happy to see you again so soon. Are you? Why, yes. Always a delight to see you. Had any fun recently? I've had some fun. I definitely sounds like you've had some fun. Me? Whatever would I do? Well, there's a young man, a couple tiers up, in a transit guild uniform, walking around with a line drawing that looks a lot like your face. Are you saying there's a potential murder victim up there? Well, far be it from me to predict the future. It's quite a dangerous tier up there. Yeah, it, it can be. But yes, I don't go in for witchcraft. I just thought I'd let you know. I had not. Wouldn't you also have, like, a picture of Ilsen? Because Ilsen definitely got caught. 
Ilsen had her face changed. Oh, there'd be two pictures. Yeah, there'd be another picture of the one that had Ilsen's fake face. But that's not what Ferdinand told you about. I know. I would just like to clarify. Wasn't the only one who mm-hmm. got saw, just the only one who saw sawed. Mm-hmm. Were you able to extract your friend? Yes, it got a little hairy, but we did it. Glad to hear. They have some good stuff in the transit kill that you're looking. That's a little dangerous for my blood. I There are some risks that aren't worth the fun. Don't tell anybody I said that, though. But I think we accidentally killed it. You what? What? Huh? What did you say you did? We really killed that mission. Got our friend out. So good. So good. Yeah, well, I'm glad you found her. Conveniently enough, the commotion you guys caused on your way out helped me complete a few jobs in that area of town. That's just how things work, isn't it? Yes, well, you know, when all the cops were running and you guys were running out, it was great. Let's say I finished two jobs that night, and it was an excellent payday. Congratulations. Where's your friend? Which one? Oh, the... I think you called them the baby. Oh, baby. Baby's got a real job. Oh, right. That's right, she said. The corpus caller. Yes. Then again, could you really call it a real job? I wouldn't. Just seems like Mopstol's vanity press, as far as I'm concerned. I know, but I guess it makes great cover because you can go places and be nosy. I guess that's nice. Should we found our own newspaper? And we'll be journalists. I don't think I could pull that off. Maybe you. You've got that bookish look. There. If you're ever looking for a good disguise, I'm just saying. We could be reporters. It's very easy to get into a baby's job. We could steal badges. And we could be employees. Now that is interesting. It sounds like something that would be fun to do sometime. But at least for now, I'm good. I have my own cover. There. Good to see you, Magpie. Don't trip. And he starts whistling and wandering down the street. Magpie checks all her pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Everything seems to be there. Okay, just making sure. I'm so sorry, Samson, that we are doing that to your backstory. That's fine. Mm-hmm. If anything, I, Elsen will have something to say if you ever bring <gasps> it up to her. How hard would it be to, like, get into their documentation and get on their payroll? Probably hard. Mopstol is funding it with her own money. Fair. Its budget is tight. You wouldn't be able to sneak that kind of expense through. Yeah, and there's no such thing as direct deposit. Mm-hmm. I imagine we also get paid based on the article. And so person, she would notice that, yeah. oh, this person who didn't write an article is getting paid. Let's look into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you snuck in to drop off the cipher earlier, like there weren't many deaths. There's like only a handful of reporters that the Corpus Caller works with. I just imagine that like Magpie like getting on her records and just starts submitting like some dear Abby bullshit every week. <laughs> uh, you know what? We'd be into that. that. That'll be a tier two gimmick. <laughs> It'll be funny though. Uh, just a quick question: Was the Transit Guild on tier one? Was, was that that's where that building was? Transit Guild was Surface City. Surface City, okay. Wait, would they be showing off Esri's picture? Because they definitely know what Esri looks like. You could go check. <laughs> That's a later us. Okay, Esri. Yeah, unless something happens, she's still laying low. She inspects the defenses, mm-hmm. claps the young people on the shoulder. Paces like a caged tiger. <laughs> Cleans her weapons. A lot. Okay. So how long do you guys want to lay low? When do you guys want to link back up again? I think Elsen will keep to herself, but she is going to, like, a day or two, she's going to look back up to the surface city and just kind of see what Senator Stibbs' reaction is, if it's, like, being publicly shared that something had happened or what. She's going to pick up a Lathe Weekly to see if there's any articles about what happened there. It's a really good question. It is utterly silent on the issue. Mm. You do see, you know, there've always been posters up for Esri, but you also see some posters up talking about a some figure in a police mask, one of the city guardian masks, suspected of being a cop killer. Oof. It was kind of an accident that time. <laughs> so you do see that poster up. There's not anything on it that says it's Esri or not, but the number that is listed there when it refers to the mask is the same 
number that's on the mask that Ezri stole off that cop. And are these particular uh, postings new within the past two days after the Stips yes. incident? Yeah. Yes. Definitely after the Stips incident. Cool, cool, cool. You do see a transit guild worker near the lifts showing off drawings of people. They're looking for one drawing, which is a pretty good drawing of Magpie's face, and one that, from what you remember, is a pretty good drawing of the fake face that you donned while you guys were in the transit guild beating up that guard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ilsen will actually go up to that guy. Again, she's in full journo outfits for these few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. Hi. Ilsen Vitae of the Corpus Caller. Could I ask you a few questions about the uh, persons you are looking for? Sure. Have you seen any of these individuals? I have not. Why are you uh, looking for them? Well, they're suspected of sabotage. Sabotage? Yeah. And as you know, the transit system is the lifeblood of the Empire. Of course. So an attack on the transit system is, of course, an attack on all corpus. Of course, of course. And we would like to locate these individuals. Of course, we'll involve the city guardians as needed, but Mm -hmm. anyone who can provide them to us would be very helpful. The Transit Guild likes to clean up its own messes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very noble of the Transit Guild. You say they are wanted for sabotage. Are the people of Corpus and Nath uh, in danger of the sabotage? Luckily, their sabotage was uncovered before it was used in any kind of public service. <laughs> but we are double-checking everything to make sure that nothing else happened and that nothing else essential was taken. Mostly, we just want to make sure that their work did not endanger any citizens' lives. Uh, and could you tell me at all what uh, was sabotaged? I'm afraid that has to do with guild proprietary technology. Ah, that's too bad. Any previews the people of Lath could get excited for or hyped up? Afraid not now. Okay. Well, he kind of pauses for a second. Go ahead and give me a persuasion roll of 12. Hmm. So let's just establish this now. Could I use lies and trickery here since I am trying to kind of steer him, manipulate him into giving more information than... Yeah, I think you could. So that's a 12, bring it to a 9. Put a little of effort into here. I want to, I want some dirt. So that's a 6. Mm-hmm. I rolled a 1. So cool. Cool, cool, cool. He looks at you and says, that's a Margaret the accent, is it not? Yes, it is. I have... Uh, left all of that behind for I think a little over a year now. Yeah. You sure you're at the Corpus Caller? Because there are strict rules about foreign press here. I, of course, I am. And Ilsen pulls out her ID. He looks at it for a long time. Hands it back to you. Says, no previews to share at this time. But if you do identify either of these people, please let me know. I'm glad you mentioned I'll have some of these sent down to the Corpus Caller as well. We'll pay the usual fee to have them included. Excellent. Any last statement you would like to make? We hope we can deal with this threat to the Empire quickly. And notably, Samson, one thing Ilsa notices from the Transit Guild, there is not one word or one drawing of Ezri anywhere. All right. Mm-hmm. Just as a quick note, who should I attribute this last uh, statement to? The Transit Guild or yourself personally? or Guildsman McCall. All right. Thank you very much, Guildsman McCall. Have a good day. You as well. Ilsen takes her leave. Okay. So what down, Ertz? What are you doing? What would the role be to stalk the baby? Just stalk the baby. You mean go to the Corpus Caller and try to reacquire her there? No, we're just, like, being real creepy and following Ilsen. Like, normal stuff, you know? Okay. Gonna be a bit of a luck roll, I think. Evens or odds? I don't know odds. Stace, roll die. Tell me if you get even or odd. Nine. Odd. Okay, so that will give you an asset on finding where Ilsen is. So that is going to be a nine. It's just pure intellect, essentially. When Esri helps, she has two assets. Oh, Esri's meeting up with Magpie? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It was just because I rolled a nine. Yeah. Um, 13. Okay, you spot Ilsen, because at this point, Ilsen's not hiding or anything like that. This is just... Where you see Ilsen is as Ilsen is coming down the lift back into the Warrens from the service city. 
Yeah, she's just following Elson around. You know, like... Yeah, you're trying to be sneaky about it? Yes. As you do when you stalk your friends. <laughs> give me a stealth roll. Your skill will give you a plus three. I got a 16. Okay, so that's 19. And so, Ilson, 19 is your total for a perception to notice that. Um, since we're getting a little loose with time, can I change my flex skill to perception? Fair. Yes, you've got a plus three. Effort doesn't feel right on this roll, so I'll just take the flex skill training. 16 with the training. <laughs> yeah, you don't notice Magpie following you. Boo. Just this uncanny feeling of being watched. As you, though, are heading back down, wherever you're heading, whether you're heading back to the office or wherever, as you turn a corner, you see somebody leaning against the wall, and Ferdinand grins at you and says, like, Ilseen, my lovely new friend. So nice to see you again. Uh, Fernando, yeah? Ferdinand. Ferdinand, yes. Well, if you are making an appearance, I suspect you want to talk about something. Oh, I, this is just happy coincidence. I saw a magpie earlier today, and of course that made me think of you and your friend Esri. And why would you uh, be giving us any thoughts? Well, I mean, I had hoped that my tip, the information that I gave you, was helpful in finding her. Uh, it was incredibly helpful. Would you like something in return? Oh, no, no, I already took the tensions off Magpie back then, so... No, 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 no worries there. I was just uh, intrigued as to how it went and uh, how your friend Esri is faring. Unfortunately, Esri's business is her own. If you would like to know, you will have to ask her in person, probably within arm's reach, so... Understood, understood. But actually, uh, Ferdinand, you seem to be quite knowledgeable in the dealings of the city. Would you say so? You could say that. I've been in the business for a while. Excellent. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions? As long as it's not going to be written in the paper. It would be, but we get anonymous tips all the time. Hmm. Deep cover. I can't tell your editor either. All right. And Ilsen will show that she is not holding, or she puts away her notebook and pen and all that. Excellent. Well, honor among thieves. Mm. Do you know who the finger is? Oh, the finger is very popular with the papers these days. They are, yes. They leave no clues, no details, no MMO, no calling card. No, no, it's a little bit boring, if you ask me, but certainly they've made an impression. Then what's your impression of them? Oh, incredibly talented individual. Probably... A little cockier confident than they should be. They've taken some big risks, but certainly a master in their trade. Speaking as one myself. Of course. <laughs> can I do an insight check? Is he talking about himself? You can do an insight check, yeah. So this is a 15 insight check. Uh, and I've already committed to my flex skill. I'm going to use a level of intellect effort, bring it to a 12. It was a 15 originally, right? Yeah. So it's 12. 18. You don't get the feeling he's talking about himself. You get the feeling he's talking about somebody else, or maybe multiple somebody else's, you're not sure. He definitely knows who the finger is. He's definitely lying about that. Okay. The rest of the commentary seems more flowery than anything. Cool, 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 cool. And to be honest, like it's also clear that he knows, and you get the tiny feeling like, He's not making it obvious, which is why you need to roll for it. But you got the impression that there's a part of him that's like sort of playful and hoping that you realize that he knows. Mm -hmm. It also doesn't seem like it's something he's interested in sharing. Right. Okay. You're very complimentary of the finger. I'm not the kind of person who needs to tear others down to feel good about my own art. Damn. A rare type here in uh, the world. Yes, well, you know. I try to bring brightness wherever I go. <laughs> Certainly, I hope that's come across from my personality. It's, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I would say that is in line with what I'm seeing. Tell me a, bit, a little bit about yourself, Ferdinand. What kind of brightness do you bring? Spooters. Oh, I don't need to talk about myself. Oh, why not? Oh, it's, it's a little early, young one. I know you're looking for somebody to take you under their wing, but I need to be courted a little bit. Have I given the impression that I am looking for a uh, teacher? Oh, I just assume so. You're so new. And Magpie is one that probably smother you rather than take you under her wing. 
mother is maybe not the right word. Antagonize? Uh, antagonize. I assume so. Well, it seemed I, I do have to get going, but it was lovely to bump into you. And he reaches out, puts a hand on your shoulder briefly. Be seeing you around. He'll send checks or pockets when he leaves. Everything's in the pockets. Any new items? Yes, there is a calling card with an address on it. He does a florid little bow to you, and he looks up and he's like, well, you and Magpie have fun as he gestures off behind you, and then he turns and walks away. (laughs) Magpie sees Ilsa and just kind of like strain her back a little bit, then turn slowly on her heels to look directly at her. Can she see her is the better question, or is this a stealth check? Ferdinand sold you out. He spotted you. And with that, we cut over to Esri. Esri, you've been helping with everything else around here, and people are starting to make the evening meal. Like, people don't really do lunch in the Enclave a whole lot because people are kind of coming and going, but the actual evening meal is the one that everybody tries to gather for, if it's at all possible. So it's usually kind of a big affair. And as people are making it, would you be helping with that at all, or would you just be somewhere else? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're in the kitchen, and you're helping stir some stew. That's part of the makings for tonight. And as you're stirring it, you just get kind of transfixed, like just staring at the swirling of the soup and the steam billowing up off of it. It Smells spicy and meaty. Mm. It's a real treat. Somebody splurged with the 50 shins to get at least a good meal for the first night after. And as you're mixing it, you suddenly have a moment where it's like a light flicking off. All that scent is gone. And you're standing in the enclave, but it's utterly empty. Is the stew still there? Yes, but it looks like a pot filled with, like, cold, congealed stew. It's not real, Ezri tells herself. You stand there, say it's not real. Your voice echoes a bit in the enclave. And then you hear something moving over near where the beds are. Okay, she'll head that way. Okay. It looks like it's behind Tivu's curtain. It's something moving on the bed, but it doesn't really sound like Tivu. The bed is just making weird squeaks. Like, whatever it is, it's moving on the bed in weird ways. Okay, so it's obviously not. Ezreal poke it with her sledge. So there is a figure underneath the sheet that's been kind of rolling, and you poke it, and it freezes underneath the sheets. And then slowly, it pulls the sheets back. And again, you see the face of that inside-out cop saying, I told you, they're coming for you. They're gonna dig and dig until they find you. And then, again, like a light flicking on, you're standing in front of Geeth's bed, and Geeth comes over and says, Uh, Esri? Yeah, yeah. You, you're gonna come back to the kitchen? You just wandered off. Sorry. Yep, I'm, I'm coming back. Just give me a sec. Oh, okay. And Geeth wanders back, and as you catch your breath, you suddenly hear in your ear again a faint echo. They're coming for you. They're gonna dig and dig until they find you. And that's where we'll end this episode. Woo, PTSD is fun. Mm. Samson, something about this episode. Uh, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I like downtime. I like each of us having our own little kind of character side quests. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also like kind of unlike a Charmand and the first campaign, Lathe is kind of becoming like a character unto itself very slowly, but Mm -hmm. I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's fun. World building character stuff, all the good stuff, the whole episode. That's what I liked. Well, we have a segment that we do each week called player intrusions. That's where we offer you the listener an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is none other than Stace's turn. Stace, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? I would offer our listeners an XP to check out the board game Wingspan. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You guys have played? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't it sick? Good times. It's so much fun. So it describes itself as a medium weight board game. It's kind of a card game. Basically, the point of the game is, is it's draw and discard different cards with different kinds of birds on them and they're all real birds and the illustrations are beautiful and you can collect points based on this board that you have in front of you and like certain abilities that some of the cards have and essentially you end up playing them on this board 
And the goal of each round is to play some birds, maybe draw more birds, basically collect as many birds as you can so that you can unleash godlike bird powers on the enemy. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So that you can accumulate points. So like you can have birds lay eggs to accumulate points. You can like stack the little activations at the bottom of each card. You get this bonus card where it's like get, get an extra point for every bird that has a body part in its name that you collect or things like that. So then you end up with different Players going for different things. You have to have enough food for your birds. I struggle a lot with bird starvation. And you can't play a card unless you have a food token that matches what's on your bird's card. And you roll, is it five dice? It's five dice, but as people take from it, you know, it gets less. So you roll five dice in this, like, cool bird feeder dice tower. And on each side of the die is like a different icon or sometimes like a pair of icons for different food types. And so you roll the dice and they stay like that until all of them have been taken and players can take them at various points. So uh, you got to have food to play your birds, got to have birds to lay the eggs. I don't know. It's really fun. And you play four rounds and then you add up your points and you see who wins and then you do it again. But it's I cannot emphasize how gorgeous this game is. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. There's a really good PC and iOS version, too, that does online asynchronous play. Oh, I heard that it was on Steam. I didn't realize it was asynchronous. You could play it in real time, but it works just as well with asynchronous. I think it's also on good old games if people don't want to use Steam. Nice. Remember the first time I played it, I thought it was going to be like super lame and nerdy. And it was very nerdy, but it ended up being like a very chill experience. That's kind of what it, what it was, just a very chill yeah. like, board game. Because it's not like, well, it's competitive, but it's not like cutthroat like other board games can be. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Oh, one other thing, Stace, about the Steam game or the iOS game. One cool feature of it is that whenever you play a bird in the audio, they tell you a fact about that bird. Oh, that is cool. Ooh. And I see there are all sorts of different expansions. So if you wanted to expand and get like different birds from different parts of the world in the physical game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a big cosign for me. It's a great game. Cosign for me too. Yeah. Fun. You should play it, Alex. Okay. The burps. Burps. <laughs> birds are a government lie. They are. I cannot endorse this game. <laughs> Have you heard the noises they've made? <laughs> I try not to. So if people wanted to tell us what they think of Wingspan, or whether they think that burbs are a lie or a conspiracy, or the podcast, maybe the podcast a conspiracy, I don't know. How would they do that, Samson? <laughs> I guess they could come to our website, explorerswanted.fm. If it exists, it does. On there, they'll find our current social medias. On Mastodon, we are at explorerswanted at dice.camp. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at explorerswantedpodcast. But our social media platform of choice at the moment is our Discord. ExplorersWanted.fm slash Discord is a great place to come talk to us. So do that. Also, if it is within your means and you're feeling generous, Patreon.com slash ExplorersWanted is a great place to support us. Also, using our Dice affiliate code with DieHardDice, ExplorersWanted at checkout, get 10% off your order. That would also be really cool if a lot of people just did that right now. So tell your friends. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. Best thing you could do for us is to tell your friends, tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. Second best thing would be to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. It really helps for people checking out the show. And if you didn't like the podcast or if you thought it was meh, well, listen, I think it's important for you to acknowledge the truth. No, don't pretend you don't know what I'm talking about. That shit doesn't work on me. (laughs) It's time that you accept everyone, and I mean everyone, knows that your organs are delicious. Like, really delicious. And those people know those tasty treats are right there, just below the surface, ready for the taking. Sure, some of them are harder to get to than others, but plenty of them are accessible with only the slightest pressure behind the blade. So be careful when you accept an invitation for dinner, because we all know you run like shit when you're full. (laughs) If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Mastodon at Daniel at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K dot org. You can find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. 
I feel a sudden urge to listen to some early Welcome to Night Vale all of a sudden. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I'm at Slam Potato on Twitter and at Slam Potato at Dice.Camp on Mastodon. I mean, I'm just saying, you could invest in a kidney blocker 3000. Deep good. I'm T with Anacorn on Twitch, Instagram, Threads, and I have given up on Twitter. I just uninstalled it. Oh. What's Twitter? I mean, X. <laughs> Although the only X in my life is Mr. X and that sexy, sexy fedora. <laughs> if you use X, you wear X. <laughs> All right. That's it for us. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye. bye.